Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Welcome. It's Tuesday, October the 23rd, and you are listening to the national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. I am Shana, and I welcome you to a brand new week and a new broadcast episode for us here. Now, we are quickly approaching the end of October, and I sure hope all is well, okay? We have a little more to go. We are quickly approaching the holidays. Can you believe it? Now, cooler weather has hit many parts of the U.S. already. Stay with us for the upcoming weeks for more original programming and balanced news talk geared just for you. We have some very unique and engaging content aimed to keep you informed in a very timely manner. After all, you're quite busy. Please remember that we offer high-quality and professional news talk in a very busy and congested industry. I don't need to tell anyone that there are many options out there when it comes to news talk programs. If this happens to be your very first time tuning in, we gladly welcome you, and I hope you return. Remember that you can listen in again to this episode or previously aired episodes at your convenience. Simply visit ltaradio.com. Visit ltaradio.com. That's our website. You're going to love it. It's your one-stop shop. And there you can listen to podcast episodes at your convenience, 24 hours a day around the clock. And do keep in mind we present versatile content for every member of your household. Let's Talk America Radio is a national award-winning family radio programming offering informative news talk for everyone. And we aim to keep that balance objective and fair. We do ask the real questions, real talk for real people. Over the last four years, we've had the amazing opportunity to present exclusive interviews on so many diverse topics with the leading experts and advocates out there. Now, many are celebrity guests and all join us to offer information in their own way. Now, we will continue to cover issues related to health, law, politics, education, business, finance, music, pop culture, and so much more. We cover these issues because they impact you, because they matter to you. Right now, I would kindly ask that you use the hashtag LTA Radio. Use the hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase. It does not matter. But let others know that you are tuned in. You're connected to quality news talk that makes a difference in your life by keeping you informed. That's our simple mission here. Now, and when you do use the hashtag LTA Radio, that way we can find you and we do follow back. Remember, use the hashtag LTA Radio on all all of your social media outlets. Uh, We would love to join you on Pinterest, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, famous Facebook, Google+, you name it, we're out there. Our handle, if you're ever searching for us, typically will be LTA Radio. The hashtag is LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, but our handle on the various social media sites will be LTA Radio. That's right, LTA Radio. Remember that, everyone, okay? Now, tonight is no exception because each and every week we present new episodes to keep you informed and keep you impressed. Let's get informed about the trending issues. First up, leading rheumatologist Dr. Richard Fury joins us tonight to discuss lupus, which of course is a very serious disease that affects people everywhere. He will cover the basics and also give us an update on the latest research and treatment. This health conversation is for every member of your household. Right now, please go to your cell phone, your smartphone, and message your family or friend or colleague and let them know that we're putting the spotlight on their health 
lupus. And if you're saying, well, I don't have lupus, if you're saying no one in my family has it, we all know, of course, that your status of your health can change at any moment. And I believe that knowledge is important to keep us on the right track. Also, school is back in session, right? And parents are always searching for the best ways to make sure their kids get good grades, high test scores, and achieve success in the classroom. Did you know that kicking off the day with the right ideal breakfast can help in achieving that and much more? Pediatrician and professor of nutrition at Ohio State University, Dr. Robert Murray, joins us tonight to talk about health food and our beloved students. What a timely feast for someone listening in and, of course, many of our guardians. Also, opioid abuse is sweeping the nation at shocking rates. In fact, illicit and prescription drug overdoses rose by more than 500% between 1998 through 2015. Now, adults with chronic pain often rely on medications, including opioids, to help them. But recent recommendations from the government and healthcare organizations include increasing awareness of and access to non-addictive drug-free alternatives. Leading pain management physician Dr. Richard Rock joins us tonight to share what we all need to know when it comes to chronic pain and those treatment alternatives. So do stay tuned in. Don't miss this one. And lastly, she's one of the most beloved comedians and actresses who has made millions of Americans laugh. She's known for iconic sitcoms such as Mama Family and The Kara Burnett Show. But Vicki Lawrence also is taking on a different role today to educate people about a health condition that she and an estimated 1.5 million Americans have. Listen in for this exclusive interview with the one and only actress and comedian Vicki Lawrence. Well, as you can see, we have a great lineup with a lot of information. It is packed, okay? Uh, but it's not a very long show, so do stay with us. Remember that we offer versatile news talk for every single member in your household, in your circle. We like to mix it up because, after all, learning about new topics is fun and very, very helpful. Keep in mind that our signature in the news will air in mere minutes, and this is where we highlight the top trending news of the day, and it's been a very busy day. And, of course, we We love highlighting the latest news, but also spotlighting some phenomenal music. And tonight, we are excited to feature the music of the one and only vocalist based out of Atlanta, Georgia, Davina Williams. Okay, we're very excited. She's a friend of this show. So excited for the entire lineup because we are jam-packed. We're getting ready to learn more information about things that matter, including our health, okay? And also talking about our youth and what's the best way to get them started on an ideal day at school. And believe it or not, it does start with their diet and the attitude. We're going to cover that and much, much more. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton Radio Show. We offer news, talk, and music. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. They gave us service that required sacrifices, and now you have the opportunity to show your support for U.S. veterans on Friday, November the 10th, 2017 at 10 a.m. by supporting the City of Stockbridge's Veterans Day celebration. Veterans are vital members of our community. Join us for a morning of family fun, including a parade in the City of Stockbridge and a Veterans Recognition Luncheon at the beautiful Merrimanders Conference Center in Stockbridge, Georgia. Prepare to witness a community celebration of our veterans. If you are interested in being a partner or sponsor of the celebration, please call the City Events Office at 678-833-3333. Show your support of veterans on Friday, November the 10th, 2017 at 10 a.m. with the City of Stockbridge's Veterans Day Celebration. The parade will kick off at the Stockbridge Cemetery located at 4380 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia. Let's recognize our veterans. Again, for more information, please call 678-833-3333 or visit www.cityofstockbridge-ga.gov. Thank you. This is Lenita Mitchell Blackwell, editor in chief of Born Saver Magazine, and you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton. Stay tuned in, America. 
Welcome back, everyone. Of course, with each episode, we have to acknowledge our dedicated listeners. Thank you for making this show what it is, okay? Many of you have told others about our programming. Thank you so much. Many of you listen in live on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, but many of you go back and listen to the replay podcast at your convenience. Often it's Friday morning or Sunday night. It doesn't matter. You're finding the time to stay informed, and we certainly appreciate that because you could be with many other options, and you've chosen to be with us. Thank you. And we certainly see that our downloads are continuing to increase. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I also would like to send acknowledgments out to our national sponsors and partners. Thank you for all of your support, along with our individual donors. Because of you, our show is able to be on the air each and every week, providing objective and fair, balanced news talk that allows every member of your household to stay informed. And that's our mission, and that's our plan for the future as well. If you ever need to get in contact with a member of Let's Talk America Radio, simply send us an email. You can email us at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, send us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. And there you can email us or reach out to us if you want to provide feedback on any episode or if you're interested in collaborating with the show on any branding or advertising options. Stay with us, and we certainly would love to hear from you. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news, and this is a segment of the show where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And it's been a very busy day, and we have to stay informed of the trending topics and issues out there. A quick housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has partnered with the one and only SCBTV Channel 182 News on the Charter Network out of the state of Georgia. And there we present the televised edition of In the News as well. So if you are ever interested in seeing us, some visual graphics along with the news that we deliver, check us out. Visit LTARadio.com. Again, visit LTARadio.com. On the website, you can see at the bottom of each page, there's a Vimeo link, a Vimeo link. And there, if you click on the Vimeo link, you'll be able to watch the televised edition of In the News. And there, of course, we highlight your local, national, and global news. And we're set to do that today. It is Tuesday, October the 24th, 2017. In the news, U.S. President Donald Trump is pursuing national tax reform. It's being reported that the president held a conference call with House GOP members over the weekend and encouraged them to pass the Senate's latest version of the budget this week. The House GOP leadership struggled for weeks to get the votes of their own proposal as conservatives asked for more details on tax reform and millions of dollars in required spending cuts. Now, this process did stall continuation of the budget plan in the House. Now it appears that many House Republicans are willing to set aside those concerns they once had to get the tax reform on a faster track. Now, some observers suspect President Donald Trump believes the tax plan he supports from the Senate could pass by the end of the year, which he claims to contain the biggest tax cuts in U.S. history. He is scheduled to head to Capitol Hill for lunch with Senate Republicans this week. We will keep you posted. In the news, laptops on airplanes. It's true, you may no longer be able to put your laptop in your checked luggage. An international air safety panel is scheduled to recommend banning laptops from checked luggage because of potential fire risk. Now, the fear is that overheated laptop batteries could ignite uncontrollable fires and cargo holes that could pose serious danger to airplanes. The UN's International Civil Aviation Organization will take up the proposed ban at its meeting later this month. If a ban is approved, it would still be up to individual countries to enforce those rules. And finally, in the news, poverty in Brazil. The Associated Press is reporting that between 2004 and 2014, tens of millions of Brazilians emerged from poverty. Now, at that time, high prices for Brazil's raw materials and newly developed oil resources helped finance social welfare programs that put money into the pockets of some of the poorest citizens. It's now being reported that the trend has been reversed over the last two years due to the deepest recession in the nation's history and cuts to subsidiary programs. Now, the World Bank estimates about 28.6 million Brazilians moved out of poverty between 2004 and 2014. But the bank estimates that from the start of 2016 to the end of this year, up to 3.6 million will have fallen back below the poverty line. For more information on this trending international news story, please join us on Twitter. The handle for the radio show on Twitter is LTA Radio Show. Again, the handle on Twitter for us is LTA Radio Show. 
stay with us. Now, if you're a news junkie or you simply like staying informed, you want to join us out there on all the social media outlets. But we love Twitter because we share breaking news stories 24 hours a day around the clock. So, again, open up a Twitter account if you don't have one and join us. Again, that handle for the show is LTA Radio Show. But we'll be back on in mere minutes, putting the spotlight on a very important health topic that has impacted individuals throughout the world. We're talking about lupus, and we're so honored to have a leading rheumatologist on. He's going to talk about the basics. He's going to break it down, explain the disease, who it affects, who it impacts, and is it a genetic disposition to it. He also will discuss the latest research and treatment, okay? And he will talk about the hope of the future when it comes to this very serious and critical disease. You're tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. We offer news, talk, and music. Bold Favorite Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favorite prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our Inspirational Corner, and this is where we highlight one very motivational statement intended to get you through your work week. And today's quote is one that's timely for someone. It said, great things are never accomplished through comfort zones. Again, great things are never accomplished through comfort zones. And what a full statement that has a lot of meaning behind it, right? Hey, we often talk about living a great life and doing dynamic things and being unique and standing out. But we also have to, of course, always realize that we have to step out. We have to take some risk to do those, right? And if we always do what we've always done, well, we won't get anything different on the plate. You've got one phenomenal life. Make it one that's adventurous. Make it one, of course, where you live out your dreams or your pursue as much as possible. Be you, be unique, and hey, there's nothing too daring. If you're thinking about writing that book, do it. Starting that business, you're never too old. Now is the time to live your life. Make it phenomenal. Well, in mere seconds, I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Richard Fury on. He's a leading rheumatologist, and he's here tonight to talk about lupus, and he is breaking it all down. Right now, message a friend, a family member, a colleague, maybe it's your next-door neighbor in your condo unit. Let them know that LTA Radio is putting the spotlight on something that's very critical. We're talking about your health. If you think you know about lupus, Dr. Fury will challenge that tonight. He's adding some information to it that many of us did not know. Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We are mere seconds for putting the spotlight on our exclusive featured interview for tonight. We're talking about lupus. Your health matters. I'm so far from you. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton. Yeah. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics that impact you, your community, and everyone you know. And, of course, lupus is certainly a topic that has come up before. It's been a while since we've spotlighted it. And, of course, our, the evolution of medicine continues to change for the good. And there may be hope in the horizon for those suffering from lupus or may be looking forward, unfortunately, to a diagnosis of it. Right now, I'm honored to have someone on who knows a lot about this. He's an expert in the field. I'm talking about Dr. Richard Fury. He is Chief of the Division of Rheumatology at Northwell Health. Welcome, doctor, to the program. Thank you. I'm honored to have you on. Now, we're talking about lupus. I'm like so many different diseases out there. It seems to impact so many different individuals throughout the community. But let's start off with the basic. What exactly is lupus and who does it target? Lupus is an autoimmune disease, and what I mean by that is when the immune system goes a bit awry 
and starts attacking the body. Now, there are a lot of different autoimmune conditions. For example, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition, as Mm -hmm. is thyroid disease, certain types of diabetes, and the list goes on and on. Now, the common feature is that the immune system is attacking the body. Where those different diseases vary is by the target for attack. So, for example, in rheumatoid arthritis, the main target for attack is the joint. In thyroid disease, obviously, it's the thyroid. In diabetes, it's the pancreas. Now, in lupus, and lupus, again, is the prototypic autoimmune disease, any organ can be attacked. The most common manifestations are arthritis, so the joints are attacked, and rash. There are many different kinds of rash. But again, any organ can be attacked. Now you ask, who gets lupus? So typically a 25-year-old woman is the classic patient. Oh, wow. We we see this condition in, in youngsters, and it can develop all the way up into the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Now, it's far more common in females than males. The ratio is probably about 12 to 1, females to male. And it's more prevalent in certain uh, racial backgrounds, such as uh, African Americans have a higher frequency, as do Asians and Hispanics. And not only is it more frequent, it's also more severe disease in those populations. Oh my! Wow. So my question next is, of course, you uh, target or explained which groups have it uh, more so, but of course it can affect everyone. But is there a genetic disposition? And I mean, if my mom had lupus, am I more likely to develop it as well or no? Well, we certainly see clustering in families. So I have a lot of patients whose relatives have lupus. The genetics are very complicated. It's not like brown eyes and blue eyes, but what we do know is that there are many genes, and I'm not even sure where they are now, about 100 different susceptibility genes. So it's not about just having one gene. It's probably about having a network of genes, and that just confers susceptibility. One then has to be exposed to some kind of environmental trigger, and we really don't know what those triggers are. So, for example, smoking seems to be a trigger for some. Ultraviolet light certainly can cause flares, but we still have a lot to learn about the various triggers for lupus. Wow, and, and, and one of the things we understand, and, and being a, a reporter and a journalist, when we're out and about talking to people, uh, some diseases uh, seem to be obvious in terms of the symptoms. I will tell you this, I've spoken with several individuals who live with lupus, and they have expressed frustration to me uh, when reporting and speaking with them and interviewing in terms of how long it took for a diagnosis. It is 2017, uh, we always want to believe things get better with more innovation. Uh, one, explain why it can be so challenging to identify lupus, at from what I'm being told by reporting, and, and where are we in terms of improving that in the medical world? Well, lupus is not just one disease. There are so many different manifestations. In fact, there's probably no disease more heterogeneous than lupus. Oh, wow. so the presentations can vary significantly. At one end of the spectrum, a patient might present with a little bit of rash or a okay. little bit of arthritis or maybe both, and at the other end of the spectrum, they could present with florid kidney disease, and then you have all permutations in between. So for the patients with very overt manifestations, there's generally no question in making the diagnosis. As far as catching someone early on, that can be a little tricky. There are some patients who kind of sit on the fence between having lupus and not having lupus. I mean, it really is graded rather than black and white. And some of these manifestations may develop over time, and some may not. Now, some of the manifestations of lupus are rather mild and rather nonspecific. For example, fatigue is very common in lupus patients, but we see fatigue in non-lupus patients. Absolutely. We'll see joint pain in lupus for sure, but we'll see joint pain in patients who don't have lupus. I understand. So that's where it gets a little difficult in trying to make the diagnosis. But the diagnosis is made the old-fashioned way. 
You talk to the patient. Okay. You examine the patient. And then there are certain laboratory tests that we have available to us that will help define a diagnosis. I want to talk about uh, some of the solutions. I know you're working on an ongoing clinical trial. Uh, but for those patients or consumers or listeners listening to us right now, and they don't know a whole lot about lupus, this is a very serious disease, correct? And if you can emphasize as a medical expert of how serious this can be, unfortunately, uh, it, it can actually lead to some fatalities. Am I correct in that saying, doctor? Well, again, it's very variable. Uh, the manifestations are ho- so heterogeneous. So there are patients at one end of the spectrum who will have mild disease and it will okay. remain mild their entire lives. And at the other end of the spectrum, very serious complications affecting the lung, the heart, the kidney, the brain. Okay. And wow. there, there are obviously patients who get very sick. I've okay. been at Northwell for a little over 30 years, yeah. and I probably had well over 100 of my lupus patients actually die, and oh countless numbers go on to renal failure and require dialysis or require okay. kidney transplant. So mm. it can be a severe disease, but at the other end of the spectrum, it can be a mild disease. The key is surveillance. And okay. one thing that's so frustrating to me is to have a patient who's doing well but they kind of lose track of going to the doctor or taking their medicines, and then the next thing you know, they have some serious complication. And it's particularly tough if you're young to have a disease, and I think there's a lot of denial and just a lot of frustration and not wanting to see the doctor for surveillance visits. Yeah, you bring up some very valid points. Um, we are on the line right now with Dr. Richard Urey. He is chief of the Division of Rheumatology at Northwell Health. And you should also know, listeners, that he directs their SLE and Autoimmune Disease Treatment Center, which has been recognized for its role in the development of new therapies for lupus. That's what we're talking about tonight here on Let's Talk America Radio. Uh, Dr. Urey is leading a clinical research study called Nobility, which um, it will evaluate the safety and effectiveness of an investigational medicine for adults with lupus. Now, Friday is one of the most serious complications of lupus and a major cause of death in lupus patients. Dr. Fiore, I know you touched on that before. Tell us more about this clinical trial. We so desperately need new therapies and safer therapies for our patients with lupus. There are basically three types of drugs that were grandfathered in back in the 50s for the treatment of okay. lupus. And we use them, but we also have been using other drugs what you would call off-label for the treatment of lupus. Okay. And we have made major inroads in survival. So before steroids, before cortisone was available, patients with lupus did not have a good outlook. And then steroids changed that, but not quite enough. Then there was the introduction of drugs like azathioprine and cyclophosphamide. These are immunosuppressives and mild chemotherapeutic agents. And they improved their survival yet more, but still we lose patients and a countless number of patients go on to have a lot of damage from their lupus. So we need new therapies. Now in 2011, a drug called belimumab, that's the generic name, was approved. And that was the first drug ever approved by the route of a clinical trial. And that drug is primarily for patients with moderate activity of their lupus in the, we'll call, extra-renal domains, that is, for skin disease, for arthritis, but not for lupus nephritis. When I lecture, my list of unmet needs has lupus nephritis at the top. We don't do a great job with lupus nephritis. If one looks at really good responses, what we'll call a, a complete response, only about 40% of the patients achieve a complete response with 6 to 12 months of therapy. So that means the majority are not getting this really good response. And what we do know is long-term outcome is predicted by short-term outcome. That is, the patients who have the best long-term outlooks are those who do well short-term. The bottom line is we need to do better. So there's been a lot of interest in 
trying to find drugs that are more effective than our standard of care right now okay. for the treatment of lupus kidney disease, and that's what this trial is all about. The drug that's being investigated, and I should emphasize that this is a study, okay. is called obinutuzumab, so it's a real mouthful. Okay. It actually is on the market. It's approved for leukemia, but we're testing oh, okay. it in lupus nephritis because there's a track record of this type of strategy in lupus. This is a third-generation, what we call anti-CD20. So CD20 is a protein on certain white blood cells called B cells, and B cells do play a pivotal role in lupus. So the idea is to try to get rid of them. Okay. And this was done many years ago with rituximab, and then with a second generation called ocrelizumab, and now with this third generation. So we're, we're hopeful that this third generation will be more effective than what we saw in trials with the other two. Namely, the first two sets of trials did not reach statistical significance. Okay. Do we know when it comes to lupus nephritis, I, I know you mentioned um, who uh, lupus affects in terms of African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians, but when it, we pinpoint the lupus nephritis, do we know if that's any specific group or it tends to be the same general population? No, it's the same general population, but it's a good question. Why do certain patients with lupus get kidney disease and yet yes. other patients with lupus don't? Uh, we don't have the definitive answer there, but it, it has to do with the types of autoantibodies that they produce, but it goes okay. beyond that. But when you know, I discussed the prevalence in different racial groups, it carries through to lupus nephritis too. You know, on this show, we've covered other diseases uh, such as um, uh, cancer, and we've spoken with oncologists who have explained uh, their hope in the field of medicine uh, for personalized medicine, really uh, customizing a medical treatment for that cancer patient. I I'm assuming in the, uh, when we're talking about treating lupus, um, that is also something that's being used more and more? Not yet. Uh, that okay. is on our wish list. Right now, we have to get through the basics. We need to find a drug or two drugs, and we've been very challenged in lupus drug development. Again, there have been numerous attempts, but only one drug has been approved through the route of a clinical trial. Okay. So with more successes, then the next step would be matching drug to patient personalized wow. medicine, as you say, but we're not quite ready for that. Well, and I'm sure you would agree, Dr. Ferry, that uh, the more we have with it, uh, the innovation will allow us to uh, really help as many people as possible. And I have to ask you this, someone who's worked um, in the field for a very long time, uh, do you see uh, any hope of a cure coming anytime soon? Well, that's on my wish list, too. But <laughs> first, we need to control the disease. So the, yes. the name of the game in treating someone is actually to reduce disease activity, to reduce flares. So, for okay. example, lupus has its ups and its downs, its flares, yes. and I don't want to say remissions, but periods of lower disease activity. And what we do know is the more disease activity there is, the more damage in these various organs that's accrued. So again, the name of the game is to reduce damage either from the disease itself or from the medications that we use to treat the disease. So um, yes, cure, I, I would love to see a cure. Okay. But first, we need to see if we can reduce successfully disease activity in a safe manner, and then into the future, maybe find medicines that can actually cure this disease. Wow. Awesome information. Excellent conversation. I'm sure it's informing someone right now uh, sitting throughout the United States. Uh, do we have a website or additional resource or phone number where our listeners can go through for more information about lupus and everything you discussed tonight? Well, there are several foundations across the United States. There's the Lupus Foundation of America that's based in Washington, D.C. Okay. There's the Lupus Research Alliance that's based in New York City. And then there's smaller foundations like the Lupus Alliance of America, 
Well, we have a chapter out here on Long Island. So I'm sure if one Googles lupus, they will come up with these various foundations, and they're a great resource for for advice and for education. Well, the more education and awareness, um, we all uh, certainly read on that level. Thank you so much for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio, Dr. Richard Fury. You're welcome. Glamour Girl Fitness wants you to stop making excuses for fitness and get fit Glamour Girl style. Now, supersede the word fitness with fun and incorporate the whole family. That's what Glamour Girl Fitness does with the Mommy and Me program. We take a time out for fitness. Find out more now by visiting www.getfitglamourgirlstyle.com. Again, that's www.getfitglamourgirlstyle.com. Start the conversation today because you matter. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on this program, we put the spotlight on the trending topic you want to know more about. And with the start of school everywhere in the U.S., parents are searching for the best ways to make sure their kids get good grades, high test scores, and achieve success in the classroom, right? That's what uh, we know to work. Uh, but did you know that kicking off the day with the right breakfast can help in achieving that and more? Uh-oh, well... <laughs> Some of us are guilty of not doing that, and some of us are doing that. We're here to explain. It's pediatrician and professor professor of nutrition at Ohio State University, Dr. Robert Murray. Doctor, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shana. Great to be with you. Excited to be with you. Now, uh, many of us uh, have mixed feelings about our kids going back to school, right? We're saying, well, they're back in the routine. That's good. Um, but when it comes back to, like I mentioned, academic success, those test scores, making sure, of course, if they're younger kids, that their behavior is on point. Uh, we've always heard that breakfast kicks it off, but I don't need to tell you, you're a pediatrician, that uh, parents have a lot going on right now in this modern era, right? I mean, there's so many distraction oh. dynamics are not what they were 40 years ago. How do we do that and give them a balanced nutritional meal uh, to get them on their way to school? Well, it's a big challenge, and, and uh, as pediatricians, we all recognize how difficult it is in the morning uh, to, to get all these, hit all these points and uh, make it all work for us. I think the uh, important thing is to remember that breakfast is the critical meal for the child to be successful in school. We know that it improves their ability to sharpen their focus of attention, uh, their classroom behavior is better. They get better grades. Uh, and, you know, if they feel well throughout the morning because they had a high-quality breakfast, it makes an enormous difference. And one of the reasons that we started working with the American Egg Board on this is because protein is one of the real central components of a quality breakfast. Wow. I mean, so, I mean, you make a, a great argument of saying, um, why we need it. Any tips for parents? <laughs> and I think that's what I'm sure our parents are listening to right now in San Jose, California, saying, I mean, but how do I do that, doctor? Because I, I am slammed. I am busy, right? And they're saying, and, and you know this with kids being a pediatrician, uh, if it's an older toddler who's five or six, they may say, oh, I don't feel like anything right now um, because it's early. How do we achieve all of that and more? Yeah, those are, those are great questions and big challenges, and we see that a lot, particularly as the child ages. Uh, uh, adolescents a lot of times don't want to eat first thing in the morning. The nice thing about um, starting with a protein source and building around it for breakfast is that you, if you pick the right protein source, such as uh, an egg, you've got something that is um, extremely versatile. It can be scrambled. It can be fried uh, very quickly and, and, uh, and give the child a, a good nutritional uh, breakfast. But you can also make it into uh, things like uh, uh, hash brown egg cups or hard-boiled eggs that can be taken with them in their backpack or their purse. And that gives them the flexibility to eat when they finally feel comfortable. So start with a protein, build around it fruits, vegetables, 100% um, fruit juice, uh, find ways of making uh, carbs, fats, and proteins interlock to give that child the highest quality breakfast that you can. 
How about that? And you give some realistic approaches as well, saying that there are different ways we can boil the egg. So maybe they can even eat it on the car, eat it on the bus. And we don't necessarily thinking, well, they've got to always sit down with it, but they can still get the nutrition on the go, right? Absolutely. You know, they can, they can combine a, a hard-boiled egg and a yogurt cup and a, and a bagel, and you've got carbs, fats, proteins, and, uh, and a very highly nutritious combination there. I love that. And uh, what are some other nutritional benefits of eggs? I always hear of the protein, but anything else? Lots. You know, the, the, uh, the egg includes uh, the uh, kind of uh, recently considered brain foods of choline and lutein, uh, and together they help not only build the brain, but they help protect uh, lutein. Uh, is one of the antioxidants that really helps protect the eye not only against sunlight, but also against computer light, which a lot of times we forget all the screens we're looking at have blue light that can uh, damage the eye. And so you get these uh, antioxidants there. You also get vitamin D, which augments uh, vitamin D-fortified juice and uh, milk, both of which are the primary sources for vitamin D. Egg is a great addition to that um, with about 10% of our daily need for vitamin D. So. We get a lot of benefit from eating the egg, not just in terms of the quality protein uh, for a reasonable price, and uh, all for only 70 calories, so it's, it's a great weight management protein to start the day, but you, you get all these other benefits as well. I love that. And for those that listen to our show, we have uh, ones of diverse interests, and sometimes they're looking for uh, healthier options. Sounds like the egg is there. But also organic. That's a big word right now. You know that, doctor. Um, I've seen things that advertise as organic eggs just as nutritional. Organic eggs are equally nutritional to non-organic eggs. There's sometimes a misperception that the organic process, which is a farming uh, and animal husbandry technique, that that will change nutrition, but it does not. Uh, it does, though, change the uh, benefit to the soil and the, uh, and the ecosystem. So there is a benefit to organic eggs, uh, but I, I want people to realize that when you're living on a budget, you want the highest quality nutrition you can buy, and organic adds expense. And so I, I really want people to focus their attention on uh, eating eggs even if it's not organic, it's equally nutritious and very good for their child um, when they start the day. Wow, I love that. Great advice. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you discussed and probably some more additional great recipes, right, with eggs? Yeah, it, we've worked with the American Egg Board uh, as a consultant, a number of us uh, in different fields, to help them build the website, theincredibleegg.org, and it's not only got good information on nutrition if people want to uh, look deeper into what we talked about, but it's got many, many different recipes and ideas for how to use this very, very versatile egg uh, to help your child's nutrition. I love that. Dr. Murray, what a pleasure to have you on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, Shana. Tired of going from store to store, wasting gas just to attempt to find the perfect neckwear accessory for the special guy in your life? Well, TNN bow ties and apparel has made it quite simple and convenient with a wide selection of quality and affordable bow ties online. You're bound to find the perfect item for any guy in your life with TNN bow ties and apparel. We do offer adorable bow ties for young boys, including infants. Don't waste your time standing in long lines. Shop with TNN bow ties and apparel for exclusive deals. Visit TNBowties.com. Again, that's TNBowties.com, where style meets purpose. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we spotlight those trending issues and topics that impact you and your family members. And I don't need to tell anyone that opioid abuse is sweeping the nation at shocking rates, killing more people than cars or guns. In fact, illicit and prescription drug overdoses rose by more than 500% between 1998 through 2015. Now, grown-ups or adults with chronic pain often rely on medications, including opioids to help them uh, with recent um, things going on with their body, 
but we should know that there are some up-to-date recommendations from government and health care organizations, including increasing the awareness of and access to non-addictive drug-free alternatives. Now, uh, this is a very interesting perspective. Now, joining us right now uh, to speak about all of this is retired firefighter Lori Swerington, and who endured years of unbearable chronic pain after falling on the job. And with her is pain management physician, Dr. Richard Ruck, uh, from Carolina's Pain Institute. Uh, welcome both of you to the program. Thank you for having us. Honored to have you on. Doctor, let me first turn my sights to you. When we talk about opioid abuse, I think a lot of times when we see the media reports, we automatically jump to, okay, there's someone that's addicted, there's some issues going on. But I do think it's responsible of us to go back to the very beginning of this journey for many people, which includes for many some chronic pain uh, incidents or situations. Explain to us what is chronic pain and how it impacts so many people. So you're exactly right. We do know that a lot of people uh, get first exposed to opioids because of pain that they experience. And it is only later that they have trouble dealing with their pain that they might uh, become addicted to the medications for uh, lots of reasons. So chronic pain is a, is a maladaptive process. I think of it as a disease. I'm a pain specialist. So, again, the distinction I use often is if you have chest pain because you're doing some activity, maybe you're running and you're not, your heart's not getting enough blood, that's, yeah. a, that's a very helpful thing to know to stop that activity, to seek okay. care, to get your heart evaluated. But if the pain persists, maybe it's after a fracture and the, and the bone is healed and you're still having chronic pain or your back after surgery is still having a lot of pain that persists for three months or six months or oftentimes much longer, then that's a maladaptive process. That's certainly destructive or harmful to the patient. And those are the people whose lives are so seriously impacted and for whom we're trying to look at uh, treatment alternatives. You know, for someone listening in right now, and maybe they're out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, they hear about the opioid crisis, they're saying, well, I, I see that, I see that it's turning to some illicit or street drugs eventually, but they can't phantom. They're saying, well, if you're in pain, you go to the doctor. How do you go to the opiate abuse and addiction? Explain that link and how it, it could, I'm not going to say easily, but how anyone can be a victim to it. Yeah, it's often not, you know, some weakness of the patient or so forth. It's just the biology of, of how we handle these medications. And we've learned, unfortunately, over the past decade, because many of us as pain specialists used opioids, we tried this okay. uh, pharmacology because, to be honest, we don't have a lot of other drugs, and it okay, didn't yeah. turn out to, to work out as well. And I think that's we're seeing what's happened, unfortunately, with a lot of, a lot of people in this country right now. And I'm sure, being a pain management specialist, you've seen firsthand some of the opiate crisis going on in your very patients. Yes, I have. It's it, you know, it's sad for all of us because we again want to help these folks, but it looks like opioids for many people just aren't the answers. And so we've had to look for you know non-medication kind of options that can give them pain relief. And fortunately, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, there are some great options out there. Wow, and, and that's great. Let's jump right into that really quick before we turn our sights on Lori. What are some drug-free treatment options for someone um, suffering from chronic pain? So certainly we start often with simpler measures like physical therapy. We might look for some psychological things like biofeedback that can help with pain. Acupuncture is another example. So complementary types of measures that way. Unfortunately, if you have refractory pain and intractable pain, some of those modalities are limited in the, in the benefits that they can bring to our patients. So something that's a little more powerful, something that can block the pain more effectively, okay. uh, we often have to turn to. And that's the therapy I think we're going to talk to, the spinal cord stimulation. Oh, wow. So, I mean, so that certainly is an option. For someone listening to us right now um, that are suffering from chronic pain, um, how should they go about getting help or seeking these alternative therapies? So, again, with spinal cord stimulation, it's a, it's a simple device. It's implanted uh, with some wires and a generator similar to a small pacemaker. Maybe people have heard of that. And so it's meant to stay in the body for years, 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 and years. If necessary, it can be used, as Lori's found it, I think, very, very effective. And uh, certainly there's different resources, both physicians who can help them find that, as well as there's, there's certainly a very good website called controlyourpain.com. Okay. So it's one word, controlyourpain.com. 
Okay, it's, uh, and I would imagine that by Boston Science. Okay, Boston Scientific, and I would imagine that um, a lot of pain uh, specialists would be familiar with this, or you're saying not necessarily at this point. I think a lot are. Now, a lot of chronic pain is still managed by primary care physicians. They may not be okay. as familiar with it, but certainly pain specialists, uh, the vast majority, I think, now are familiar with this uh, therapy and treatment modality. Well, amazing to have more options, especially in the fight against opioid crisis going on right now throughout the United States, impacting so many communities. I want to turn my sides right now to you, Lori. Thank you for being on. Please share with our national and international listening audience about your journey with chronic pain. Well, Shana, that began about 13 years ago when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I fell on a, a New Year's Eve shift. I fell on the ice and had the immediate pain. Oh my! But then that constant ache and pain developed over time. Um, I dealt with that for a while on my own. I did um, then proceed with um, opioid pain, pain medication. Okay. I wasn't able to stand, sit, or walk for more than 15 minutes at a time. Oh, my. After being a professional firefighter for 14 years, just wow. not being active was, was very devastating to me. Um, yes. Wow. I did try some, Dr. Rauch mentioned, you know, acupuncture, I had two okay. spine surgeries, physical therapy, oh. all that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And where are we right now today, Lori, in 2017? Well, about three years ago, I decided to attend a patient education seminar about spinal cord stimulation, and I spoke with many patients, asked a lot of questions, did some research. I decided to proceed with a, the, um, the trial implant. Yes. I had an increase. Uh, my pain was 80% better the day after the surgery. Oh, wow. So within that next month, I had the permanent, yes, permanent implants. And that was, again, three years ago. I am pain-free. I no oh, longer take amazing. any medication. It is. It is truly. I, I, I'm back in the gym. Ride my horse. Oh, wow. Get Lori. Dogs. I, I, yes. Yeah, I'm back to normal life. And I encourage any person with chronic pain to seek out a, a chronic pain specialist and, and inquire about spinal cord stimulation. Well, I think certainly knowing our options is powerful, and you're living proof of that. So excited that worked out for you, and you're in a better place. Congratulations. Uh, Lori.org, where can we go, our national and international listeners, for more information about this option in uh, chronic pain? Yeah, as I was mentioning again, it, depending on your physician, if it's primary care, he may or may know, not know some of the resources. Uh, pain specialists could certainly point patients in quite a few directions. And there's great resources on the web now. So I think one that I've been recommending is the one I mentioned earlier called controlyourpain.com. So it's one word, controlyourpain.com. And this is a website developed by Boston Science, Corp uh, Science Corporation, and that's who Lori and I are here on behalf of. So we thank them for that resource, and I think uh, it's something that does have some excellent information for patients. Awesome. Thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. I'm LaAngela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My name is Shana. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on this program, we put the spotlight on the trending topic you want to know more about and, of course, those issues that impact families everywhere. And she's one of the most beloved comedians and actresses who's had millions of Americans laughing. She's known by iconic sitcoms like Mama's Family and The Carol Burnett Show, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this very month. Vicki Lawrence has also taken on a different role to educate people about a condition that she and an estimated 1.5 million Americans have. Okay, CIU. We're going to get into that more in just a few seconds. She joins us now to discuss this educational program that's out there along with Dr. Travis Miller. Welcome, both of you, to the program. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for having us. Oh, very honored to have both of you on. Vicki, first I want to turn my sights to you. Tell us about uh, this latest project that you're involved with. Uh, well, I'm kind of out and about all over the country trying to spread the word about chronic idiopathic urticaria, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, a big mouthful, but I was diagnosed with chronic hives seven years ago. Okay. And um, I have partnered with, um, my gosh, uh, I've partnered on this educational program called CIUNU. 
Uh, It's supported by the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. It's made possible by Genentech and Novartis, and it's just an educational program for people who are looking for answers, who may be itching and have been struggling to find out why they have hives, and they haven't been able to. So uh, I'm out. I'm the face of hives, Shana, if you will. I'm the poster child for hives. And, Vicki, you're so well-known, and I just want to uh, commend you because what a great effort to be as well-known and famous as you are, but to, I mean, allow anyone listening to the show right now to say, well, I shouldn't be having any sort of feelings about this because here's someone as famous as Vicki talking about it, bringing more awareness. I love that mission. Yeah, well, I feel like when I was diagnosed, um, there was no good information out there at all. I mean, I Googled it immediately and couldn't find any mm-hmm. good information other than people asking questions. So. When I had the opportunity to get uh, to be part of this uh, web program, I said yes. I, I I want people to you know I think everybody should know that they're not alone the way the world is nowadays. Everybody should have a place to go, you know, where they That's can right. get some good answers. That's important. Of course, you being so well known, what has been the response um, from other individuals out there for some of these patients that have CIU? You know, I've talked to people that have been looking for answers literally for years. Uh, and I don't know, did we, Shana, did we talk about uh, what, what this actually is? Chronic means that you've had hives now for at least six weeks. Okay. Idiopathic means the doctor can't tell you why you're breaking out, and urticaria is a fancy doctor word for hives. And uh, I think normally when you break out in hives, which, you know, almost everybody does at some point in their lives, yes. you're pretty sure you ate something wrong or you've changed okay. detergent or you've done something stupid. Yes. Uh, and you want to blame yourself, and you want to try and figure it out. And everybody in your life wants to help you, you know. And uh, but I, for for a million and a half of us, it's chronic, and there's no mm-hmm. known trigger. So uh, for us, we have to find the right allergist or the dermatologist that's familiar yeah. with the condition, and uh, put together a, a plan to manage the hives for ourselves. Wow, which is so important. Doctor, I want to turn my side to you, Dr. Miller, right now. Uh, Vicki described it perfectly. It, it sounds like it can be pretty complex to figure out, uh, for, at least from the patient's perspective. How is CIU different from other forms of hives? Vicki did a nice job of basically touching on the specific parts of it. If, if patients have had hives for more than uh, six weeks, um, the hives are usually associated with severe itching. Some patients have had it for months or years. Um, we, may, we may go through an evaluation process. There may be tests that are done or specific uh, workup um, that, that we perform, but ultimately no specific trigger is identified. That's really what I think separates CIU or chronic idiopathic urticaria from other forms of hives. Oh, wow, So, which is important. I mean, when someone does go to the physician like yourself and they seem to say it keeps happening, I'm sure there is a method why the physician would uh, get to the bottom of it or at least be able to provide custom treatment? Good, good point, yes. So, the, several types of aller, uh, doctors, particularly allergists and dermatologists, are highly trained to evaluate um, okay. urticaria. And if you individualize not only the workup but the management plan, that's really where I think the best outcome is going to happen. I love that. Uh, tell us what exactly causes it. Do, do we know? No, actually, the, the idiopathic, is, as Vicki jokes, the idiopathic means there's a lack <laughs> of knowledge or no specific identifiable trigger. I see. Wow. And, I mean, and I, I'm just thinking as a patient somewhere that when a doctor says, such as yourself, highly trained, very experienced, saying we don't know. I mean, you know there's someone right now listening in from Virginia saying, well, if you don't know, I mean, could it be something more serious than what we're expecting, or is that why we need to go to the physician and get it checked out? I think Vicki's story is one of, of really of hope in the sense that, <clears throat> excuse me, working with an allergist or a dermatologist, okay. um, you can use a symptom tracker, you can take digital photography, you can go to the website, ciunu.com, where there's a wealth of information there and really get a, a better plan coming into the healthcare professional and then okay. hopefully work with them. Dr. Miller, I don't need to tell you as a doctor, there's so many different conditions out there. Someone right now listening to us from Atlanta may say, well, I have diabetes, I have heart disease. Here's one more thing. They may have a tendency to ignore the highs of skin condition. What would be your advice to someone who's saying, I don't want to hear another piece of bad news from a doctor? Well, hopefully they're, hopefully they're, getting, in, hopefully they're getting in with a the healthcare professional and, and, and start talking about it. 
uh, understanding this, in particular the urticaria, the hives, and then and then come up with a management plan. I love that. Vicki, we're going to close with you, a super funny and well-known woman. What has been the most uh, helpful piece of tool or advice from you along this journey? Uh, well, you know, fortunately my allergist knew about CIU, so we were able to get my hives under control, and I haven't seen one in a, a good number of years. But I think the best uh, the best tool for anybody who is out there who is looking is our website. And I am pleased that now when you Google CIU or chronic idiopathic or even hives, we pop right up, CIUNU.com, and it's just chock full of wonderful information for people who uh, maybe have been looking for years. Certainly sounds like a great resource, of course, before you leave. Uh, Vicki, I have to ask you this. You've had so much success, so much fame. For someone listening in right now, maybe they're young, maybe they're middle-aged or older, what would be your advice in pursuing your dreams? Because you're someone that's done it very well. Pursuing your dreams? Yes. Boy, just don't ever give up. Keep trying. Okay. You know, keep, uh, you never know. Wow. You never Thank know. You. Pursue that dream. I love it. Thank you, Vicki. Dr. Travis Miller for joining us on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Welcome back, everyone. Well, that's an official wrap for Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show for this week. It is October the 24th, 2017, and we're broadcasting live. But next week, we'll offer a brand new episode, new topics, new guests, new advocates, new celebrity experts. They'll be joining us, offering their take on the latest issues out there. Stay with us. I can't encourage you enough to join us on our website at ltaradio.com. Join us at ltaradio.com. And there you can stay connected. You can see upcoming show topics and also previously aired episodes, okay? We always aim to keep you informed. That's our mission. It's very simple, and we will continue along that path. Well, of course, we love highlighting great news, also the talk of the town, everything going on, but also phenomenal music. And tonight, I'm so excited, always, to present music of friends of the show. And Davina Williams has always been a friend from the very start. And this is one of my personal favorite songs by her. It's Abide. Abide by Davina Williams. And of course, you may have heard me talking about on social media our second annual Celebration of Hope, a community benefit luncheon taking place on Saturday, November the 4th. And Davina Williams is our featured vocalist. And we're so excited to have her live and in person performing. This national recording artist is so gifted and very talented. And we are grateful for her joining us and bringing attention to education and public service. Again, the song is Abide by Davina Williams. Stay informed. Stay with Let's Talk America Radio. Remember the hashtag when you're out there on famous Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hashtag LTA Radio. Lowercase or all caps, it does not matter. But what matters is that you stay informed in a balanced and fair way. And that's what Let's Talk America offers you. Stay with us. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. Views of the guests are their own. They do not reflect those of the production team of Let's Talk America Radio. For more information, please visit www.otaradio.com. reason why I'm still alive, that's why I have to abide. I'm free to worship you every day. I'm free to celebrate your holy name if I abide in you. I'm free. I feel I'm so far from you, Lord. But still I hear you calling me. Even when I'm wrong. You protect me with your loving arms I can hear your voice when I call Lord, you're everywhere, even when I fall Your wings of love catch me Your 
Oh 